Hello, everyone, and welcome into Season 2 now of the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show. I'm your host, Ethan Schmidt. On the phone with me, as usual, head football coach of the Clarksville High School Wildcats, Coach Isaac Shelby. Coach Shelby, thank you so much for joining me again here in Season 2. Oh, thanks, Ethan. Glad we're having it. Yeah, absolutely, especially after COVID last year. But some big news on the front of this show. It actually, uh, you were telling me a little bit about it. We have a sponsor this year. Um, go ahead and tell us a little bit about what we can expect this year from our sponsor. Actually, Barker Beef is going to give us a sponsor each week for um, for the kids. So there's going to be a T-bone, T-bone of the week. So the biggest hit of the week is going to get a bit, uh, gift box from Barker Beef, and it's going to have a bunch of different things in it. It's going to be kind of cool. Um, something we can kind of add for the kids to, to be excited about. All right, so if you're listening to this Chris Bagatini, you know what to do, man, every week here, right? Yeah, I mean, he's he's probably the uh, no, number one guy that's probably going to get a lot of beef from Barker Week. All right, Coach, before we get into this year's season, let's go back in time a little bit here, back to the uh, 2020 season. I know we had so much going on with it. We had new faces. We had uh, COVID that we were trying to get through. We were uh, we didn't know if we were going to play a game sometimes week to week. Uh, talk a little bit about the 2020 season and, and what you saw from your guys and um, how impressed you were with how that finished off. Yeah, it was, it was probably the most unique year of high school football I've ever been around because, no, you know, there's, you know, you can't really call your buddy and say, Hey, I haven't been through this before, but I know you have, you know, give me what you think about having, you know, injury at this position or this situation doesn't really work like that. We were all kind of calling each other, trying to figure it out day by day. But um, I thought our kids got better each week and ended up having a good year and, you know, making the playoffs and winning the game against Mumford. Now, Coach, one of the big things, uh, you replaced some, obviously, some very talented seniors, one of those seniors being Nick Edwards, who's now at the University of Tennessee, walked on, made the team. Uh, how big is it for you to know that, you know, the, the coaching trend for you continues? That's another Division One athlete uh, that's come from Clarksville High School. It's a big deal. You know, I, I think especially with our offensive line, you know, those guys are, are getting used to, um, you know, moving on to the next level. And you got Nick at Tennessee and Jason Eastern Michigan and Blake at Furman and, you know, all the other guys. It's kind of become a tradition around there that, you know, we get some guys out at that position. So that's pretty neat. And I'm happy for Nick. And, you know, I got a good reason to uh, pack up the family and go down to Knoxville for the next four years and, and watch games at Neyland Stadium, which I was probably going to do anyway. But um, it's good, you know, it's good to have that extra reason to do it. Yeah, not the first time your coaching career you've been able to do that too, huh? No, 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 no. It's always a fun deal, though. Go Big Orange. Absolutely, Coach. So, uh, again, with that, you actually had four players from this last class be able to sign um, to mm-hmm. go play at the next level, including Nico. Um, you had Kyler Edwards, and you also had um, – oh, I was thinking about Kyle it. Smith. Yeah, Kyler Smith. That's who, the four mm-hmm. that were able to go to play at the next level. Um, you know, I thought Kyler Edwards, very good wrestler. I thought maybe that's where he would go, ends up going to play football. You know, how exciting is it for you to see those other three uh, be able to sign and continue their dreams as well? It's really neat. You know, you, anytime you can get a guy out of Clarksville for a few years and kind of go find himself as a, as a person is a good thing. And, you know, I'm really excited for Kyler, especially because, you know, like he was, he was a guy that when he was a freshman, he didn't play very much and came and said, you know, what do I have to do? And we said, Hey, you need to play a second sport and go wrestle and get tough and bend your hips and do all those things. And he did every single one of them. So, you know, it's really cool that he got to go on and play college football. And coach, with the still kind of looking at last season for you, uh, 
you know, you get that nail biter game against Northeast. It finishes 17 15. It could have been an uh, either way there. Um, could have mm-hmm. been one of those moments where, you know, we're playing in the third round there, having to make that trip to Henry County again. Um, what do you think, knowing where we started the season last year when we were at that one and four mark, uh, what did you really think, you know, when you saw that team be able to really come back, fight through all the adversity, including COVID, to really be able to like, hey, we're going to make our way to the playoffs and we're going to continue this Clarksville tradition of, of being there? I, I just think it's a get better every week thing. You know, as, as long as you keep doing that, regardless of the situation, then at the end you're going to be a tough out. And we talked to our kids about being the best you can be in week 11. And, you know, I mean, I, there was a year we made the final four and we were six and four in the regular season. And it's just continuing to get better fundamentally, continuing to work every week and then letting, letting things shake out the way they shake out. And I guess kind of the final question here about the previous season for you before we take our first break and move into a preview of this upcoming season. Uh, what do you think, you know, when you had a lot of guys who were younger getting that playing time, uh, you know, including uh, like a Jamar Carnell who was a sophomore getting valuable minutes, um, what do you think about your team coming into this year just knowing the experience that they had last year? Yeah, we're excited about it. You know, anytime, you know, a sophomore getting meaningful playing time is over on varsity is a pretty odd coincidence. You know, if, if a sophomore is getting meaningful playing time, that means, you know, a couple things have, a couple things have kind of shaken out weird, you know, usually shouldn't get that, but um, you know, the, those young guys getting the, getting those minutes is, is, is good in the long run. And we need to continue to find a way for those guys to get minutes like that in games. Awesome, Coach. Let's go ahead and take our first break here of the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show. When we come back, uh, we'll take a little bit longer to look at week one and just really the preview of this upcoming season. Stay with us. We have all that action and more coming up next. All right, everyone, welcome back in to the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show. I'm Ethan Schmidt, Coach Isaac Shelby on the phone with me here. Coach Shelby, uh, kind of the bombshell news that happened this offseason for you uh, during baseball season, Davin Garinger ends up having a upper body injury, as we'll call it. Uh, someone who likes to watch hockey, they like to make it vague as possible. Uh, so, Coach, what do you think uh, when you got that news for Davin, what kind of went through your mind, and, and how did you start prepping for this year? Uh, it was definitely tough news, and, and the reason it was tough is he's such a good kid and such a hard worker, and you hate for something like that to happen to a kid like that. But, um, you know, we started kind of prepping really after spring practice because we weren't sure what it was until until that point. So after spring practice, we kind of had to turn the page a little bit and kind of figure out what we're going to do at this point. But I think it's um, I think it's pretty neat that when you go back and watch, you know, we film all the con- – we film practice and conditioning. We really film every single thing that we do. And, you know, you can go back and watch that kid knowing that he was going to have surgery and knowing that he was not going to play one down this year, um, still run every 110, still run every 40, still run every conditioning test the entire summer and, and, and finish in the top three or four guys that we had on every single one of them. And that just says a lot about his character and his upbringing and his parents. And uh, I think the biggest thing is, you know, when you look at, when we always let our young guys vote for captains and um, everybody gets a vote. And, and he, he was elected one of the captains of one of the four captains of our team. And he's not going to play one down this year. And that's just incredibly impressive about his character and his work ethic. 
We talk a little bit about the captain's vote and the and choosing that, as you just mentioned. Chris Bagatini, Jacoby Watkins, Davin Garinger, as we mentioned, and Jamar mm-hmm. Carnell. Coach, kind of take us through um, those picks there. Seabag's the second year for him. Um, just kind of explaining, you know, why you felt those guys got chosen and, and, and what they mean to this team. Uh, I mean, Chris was, Chris was unanimous selection last year as a junior, which I've never had before. And then again, you know, followed up as a senior in the same fashion. And that's just incredibly impressive. He's incredibly tough, uh, physically tough, mentally tough, emotionally tough. Um, really good player. You can play linebacker, you can play H back. And when we got a pinch a couple of weeks ago, we played fullback, just really smart. Um, just a really, really good football player. It's going to, I mean, he's going to play in college somewhere. We don't know where yet, but, um, you know, he, he's a really good one. Uh, Jacoby Watkins, uh, is probably the quietest kid on the team. Um, never really says much and, and just moves with action. And I thought that, I thought that the kids voting for him was really, was really outstanding because, you know, when they get the vote, they see a kid that's doing that, not saying much and just going about things the way he should be was, was really impressive. Obviously, Davin, I've already talked about, um, you know, I've, I've never had a kid that was injured the way he's injured and still voted captain's team. And then, and then Jamar Carnell, I mean, what can you say about Jamar? He played multiple positions. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's just electric when he has his hand on the ball and he's really, really grown as a leader in the past year. All right, Coach, so the glaring issue that we saw where we had to replace Davin at quarterback has kind of fallen in the laps of a uh, pretty good athlete in Rayshon Mm -hmm. Bowling, uh, and Jamar also getting a chance to split some of those snaps as well. Uh, And then, of course, the quarterback room currently has three freshmen sitting there with Davin. So the quarterbacks are there, uh, but right now Mm -hmm. they're not physically in game time well enough to be in that starting role, so it falls on Rayshon. What have you seen from Rayshon through the few scrimmages that we've seen him and in, including the Jamboree? A uh, really competitive kid, tough kid, um, athletic. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that uh, when he has his hands on the ball, he's electric. And, and, you know, I think he's done a really, really good job of dealing with the pressure of that position at Clarksville High School. Um, and, and, and he's going to play there. Jamar Carnell will get some reps there. And, and, and both Jamar and Rayshon are both – um, you know, they're both really key defensive players for us. So they'll both get a little bit of reps there, it, you know, kind of rest each other on defense. And then, you know, the other three, obviously, you know, Jack Wyatt, Trey Youngs, and James Dalrip, who, um I don't think I've had three quarterbacks ever in one class as good as those three. So I think all three of them can contribute, and they're all good athletes. And we may have to lean on one of them or two of them, this, you know, at some point this year, and I think they'll do well when they get the shot. Absolutely, Coach. We'll get a chance to kind of see them a little bit in JV action, see if mm-hmm. they're yep. they're ready to go this year as well. But you're talking a lot about those freshmen. I, I kind of brought them up there, but there's a, this has been a pretty good class that we've been able to see pop up. You know, who surprised you kind of from these young guys that you're just like, you want, I know you watch them obviously in middle school. We all try to get to a few middle school games to watch mm-hmm. them, but you know, when they stepped out there, who do you, who did you say like, yeah, this guy's going to be a great varsity player? Uh, there's there's a few of them. I, I, honestly, I think it's – I'd like to have a few more linemen in it, but it's as good a freshman class as we've had in a long time. Um, those three guys, uh, Amari Galbraith, you throw him in that category. Um, I think Nate Hamilton is going to be a good high school player. Uh, Jack Stein. There, there, there's a bunch of guys that are really um, 
that are really talented guys, Jordan Moore. Um, you know, there's a few of them that are really going to be special players, and we just going to kind of work out the kinks this year and see what happens. You know, they need to get some JV reps, and you know, kind of like Cam and Allison last year. Um, they're going to start down on Monday nights, and you know, you never know what's going to happen to them after a few weeks. Absolutely, Coach. So let's go ahead and we jump back to last week on Friday night, the Jamboree. A big spectacle here. It's held at Austin P. State University. They had some uh, kicking drills and 40-yard dashes and the the big man race. Uh, I was always a big fan of that when I ran track when they would let all the big like shot putters throw. A little bit different when you're wearing cleats and you're running on a uh, football field uh, compared to you know running on a track. But Coach, it gets down to the game. We uh, face off with Kenwood. Uh, I thought it started off really well, just had some struggles, and then, of course, some big plays kind of uh, took out the, the momentum for us there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, in terms of that, in terms of that race, Joe Cox is one I forgot to mention. He, he's going to be a good player. Um, but Andrew did well in that. Knox did well in that. And then Joe ran with the big guys, which was good. But um, we just didn't. We did, I don't think we played really well in the red zone, which is something we'll address this week. And um, you know, we're missing some guys in the secondary from last year. So um, you know, those are uh, those are positions that are kind of green for us right now. We'll get that fixed, and we'll continue to get better each week. And you know. I think you got to tip your hat to Kenwood, Jalen Washington, and Corbin, and those guys are, you know, those guys are really good. Jalen Washington is going to be an incredible player this year, so um, it's kind of how it goes. But you know, we're we're ready for McGavick. All right, coach, let's go ahead and look towards McGavick. What can we expect? I know it's a first year head coach there. Uh, what can mm-hmm. we expect from McGavick? Um, you see them on tape. They're super athletic. Um, they're absolutely enormous up front. Um, they're going to be a really really good challenge. They've, Two good safeties that also play receiver. Um, they have a, they have a one lineman that's um, that's super super good. Um, but all four guys are really good up front. So you know we kind of see where we are on that. But you know they're really athletic. I, th- I think the new coach is doing a good job. Um, you know they they're, they're put together and they run a tackle and they run a hit. They they really look like they're playing as a team. And uh, that's that's impressive. So we'll kind of see what we get. But it's new with McGavick. We don't have a. I think the last time we played McGavick. The last time Clarksville High played McGavick, I think, could be wrong. I think we were the four seed and they were the number one seed in the playoffs, and we upset them at McGavick. And Lingus Frederick had a had a career night there at receiver, um, but I, I think that's right. I could be wrong, but. Well, that's a statement that uh, many people in the uh, early 2000s remember is uh, Lannis yeah. Frederick having a career night for certain. Yeah, I, th- I think it was Lannis and West that night just, just were incredible. We ended up sneaking out a win at McGavitt against a really good team. So yeah, I could be wrong, but I think that's right. All right, Coach. So what do you want to see from your team? How do you want to see them bounce back from kind of what they saw in the jamboree from each other to now week one? I think they just have to get back to, to, to really playing hard for each other. Um, they have to get back to, um, you know, it, it may have just been that night, but we played really, really well, really, really well against the Mount Juliet, really good Mount Juliet team the week before. So um, I think it's there. I, th- I think we have to refocus. I think the heat kind of hurt us last week. I think we were outside a total of 20 minutes for practice the entire week, and the rest of the time we were in the gym. Um, that's hard because, you know, kids want to be in routine and we just were not in a routine last week because of the heat. So hopefully this rain that came in this weekend will cool it off a little bit. We can get outside and run a tackle and, and play good football. Who have you been impressed with? Uh, somebody maybe that's been there, you know, through the past few seasons, who have you been really impressed with in their growth? Robert Riley, hundred percent. Um, he was really, really good the other night. Um, 
plays receiver for us. Um, we're going to really lean on him hard to play defensive back, and I think he's going to do a good job there. He's a long, tall, athletic kid that's gotten a lot stronger. Um, on the touch on Chris Bagatini's touchdown, he pancaked the corner in the end zone about 25 yards down the field. Um, just, just incredible growth from that kid. And you know, out of our four captains, um, we out of our four permanent captains, two go out for the coin toss every week, and two stay back with the team, and that kind of rotates. And another two guys go out for the coin toss, and, and I'd be shocked if if one of those guys is Robert Riley this week. Yeah, a lot of great growth from Robert. Um, that mm-hmm. we've seen definitely over the past, uh, from really from his freshman year on, he has he's been one of those players that's really gotten better. And you kind of have that three headed monster of those juniors, you know, uh, obviously not yeah. having Davin this year, but Jamar, Davin, and Robert, and they're they're three really good friends too. So that does mm-hmm. play well for us. Um, yeah, with that, I think you can throw I think you can throw Jamari Cobbs in that mix too. You know that that junior class, the the junior class is really really good. You know, and it, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting when that class of seniors next year and the current freshman class of sophomores, if they can pass the torch to those guys doing the right thing. I mean, it's, you know, those two classes are really special. Absolutely, Coach. So not wanting to look ahead too much, but I know we're in a different class this year. We have a a different region, um, obviously, with uh, we'll still have some familiar faces, obviously, in the rivalry with Rossview coming back. Now it has uh, region region implications on it. Of course, Mm -hmm. West Creek moving up with us to 6A as well. But we're going to see some Sumner County schools also in Beach and Gallatin and Hendersonville. Knowing that division and that region that we're currently in, we kind of get one of those moments where we move on from you know the the behemoth that is Henry County, and we pick up another one that is Beach. Uh, really looking at this season and, and this region, uh, is it one of the toughest you feel in the area? Do you feel it's one of the toughest in the state that we're going to be uh, playing in this year? Yeah, for sure. I, I think the toughest two regions in the state always, well, maybe the toughest three are. You're going to get the Murfreesboro region's incredible. Um, the Williamson County region is incredible, and then the Sumner County region is incredible. So those those three, like if you were going to parallel it to like college football, it's those three are the SEC, the Big Ten, and the you know Big Twelve. Like they're they're really good regions that are loaded with really really good football teams, and we're going to have to come play every week. You know, I mean, we've when I was at Northeast, we crossed Beach and Hendersonville and Dallas in playoffs. And, you know, had had some good luck with those guys, and then other years we had some bad luck with those guys. But they're always going to bring a tough, you know, just a tough brand of football to you. You're going to have to be ready for that, the same way you are Henry County. You know, you're going to be ready for that, or, or they're just going to bury you. So it, it's going to be an interesting test for sure. All right, Coach, we're going to take our, our final break here at, at the moment here. We're going to take our final break. Uh, when we come back, as always, we kind of sit down with Coach, offer up three kind of different questions, what you're used to. We're not going to talk any X's and O's anymore. Just have a little bit of fun here for a final segment of the show. So stay with us. We have that coming up here in a few seconds. And welcome back to our final segment here of the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show. I'm Ethan Schmidt on the phone with me, head football coach of the Wildcats, Coach Isaac Shelby. Coach Shelby, uh, this time I didn't have any questions from Gavin Hams, but I'm sure he'll listen to this and he'll make sure I have some for next week. Uh, I've reached out to Nick Edwards and uh, some of the other guys from this previous graduating class and, and just telling them, hey guys, like start thinking about questions for Coach Shelby. So you might get some off-the-wall questions here in the next few weeks, but for today... I'll try to make them uh, somewhat kind of easier for you. So if you're good with that, I'm good with it. 
Yeah, that's fine. The off the wall ones are probably the best <laughs> one, but we'll we'll go with it. Awesome, Coach. So uh, one question I have for you here, just kind of a uh, a random one would be: if you weren't living here in Clarksville and you could live anywhere in the world, uh, where would you want to be at? Oh, that's a good one. I would one hundred percent. I would one hundred percent be on the coast of Florida, um, like that South Alabama, South Mississippi coast of Florida. Um, I really enjoy fishing in the ocean. That's um, about the most peaceful thing in the world. Um, you know, just you know, the air is different down there. Uh, I know me and my family vacation down there, kind of a different spot every year. But um, you know, that that's just a really, really cool place. Uh, really like seafood. Um, Lucy's favorite food in the world is shrimp, so that kind of works out there. But there's nothing that's more fun for me than sitting on the beach and and, and fishing. And it's kind of different than fishing here. You know, if, if you're fishing here, you're going to get one of three fish, and that's it. But fishing in the ocean it, you know it's it, anything can happen so um enjoy doing that for sure all right coach what about this one the greatest college football player that you ever had a chance to watch uh play the game Ooh. Mm. michael vick probably um i think he was he was transcendent in this time he was different than anything that had happened before um, he was, uh, yeah, we talk, we talk a lot to our kids about on offense and defense and special teams being contrary. And I think it, at the time he was, he was super contrary. I, I think without Michael Vick, um, you know, things would be a lot different in terms of, um, in terms of quarterbacks right now. Uh, I think, I think the most underrated college football player of all time is probably Pat White in West Virginia. Um, when him and Steve Slayton and Owen Schmidt were, we're doing the zone read stuff before the zone read stuff was cool. Um, I think I think that was, you know, he he was really good. I'd probably put Peter Warwick in that category. Um, you know, he he was absolutely electric too, um, and he was electric returning punts and kicks. And I mean, that guy could do everything. I, I would probably put those three up there. Um, I'd have to really think about that. Off the top of my head, I'd, I'd say Michael Vick, Pat White, Peter Warwick. All right, I like that answer as well. I got I, Pat White was just an amazing athlete, and I, I feel like you said yeah. I feel like it just got one of those moments where he was playing for a West Virginia team that wasn't in the uh, mm-hmm. Big Twelve yet, and so he wasn't really mm-hmm. getting that love that he probably yeah. should have gotten. If, if if Pat White, had it, I mean, at that time, what conference were we in? The Big East at that con- at that time? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, if if Pat White were somewhere else, I mean. I mean I I don't I, if Pat White were anywhere else he may win the he may win the Heisman Trophy. He yeah. was, Pat White was incredible, you yeah. know, especially doing it, especially doing what he was doing in the cold weather in West Virginia and Morgantown. That was he was something else. All right, Coach. So uh, when I was in uh, when I was in Michigan, um, mm-hmm. they ran a play called Ice, and uh, it was at a school mm-hmm. called Ishpeming, and they painted it on the side of their stands. Uh, so the visiting team could always see the one play that you knew that they were going to run. What is the one offensive play you feel that if you uh, it's blocked completely correctly will always go for positive yards? Uh, if blocked correctly and read correctly, I would say inside view. You know, um, we've got eight run plays that we run, and and we feel like those packaged together give us a really really good chance. But if you've got a quarterback that's if you've got a quarterback that's reading that correctly and being a great teammate, and you got some guys that are blocking that up, um, regardless of the 
regardless of the situation, like with your linemen, um, you're able to get guys up on the second level, and that, that thing should usually go. Um, and then you got a lot of tags off of it that, that can kind of help you, you know, when you tag it with kill blocks and bluff blocks and outside view and all, all those other things that we do, you know, um, I, I think that's, I think that's the thing. All right, coach, any final thoughts for you, uh, heading into week one against McGavick? Um, really, really glad to be playing football again. You know, I, I think the, the virus is kind of red and it's ugly head again. So, um, you know, just, just glad to be playing high school football, glad for the stadiums to be full. Um, I think that's, I think that's big for communities like ours and, um, you know, just, just having those people up there supporting those kids and giving those kids something to do after school. I think it's big, you know, I just, anytime you get to play high school football is better than any other day, you know? Absolutely. Coach, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it as always. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks. All right, Season 2, Episode 1 here of the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show. Wildcats on the road at McGavick to start everything off. I've been your host, Ethan Schmidt. Join us next week. We'll have the recap of McGavick, and we'll get ready for Springfield. It's one of the oldest rivalries in the state of Tennessee, and it's back this season. So stay with us. We'll have more coming up next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Isaac Shelby Coaches Show.